It's a tale of friendship and kid superheroes and time-traveling teens. That's right. In this episode, some of your favorite characters from the Mystery Lab meet each other for the first time. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'll get right to it this week, as there is much to tell in this episode 46, as we march our way toward episode 50, which will also be the one-year anniversary of Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, just one month away. Of course, we've had crossover episodes before. Kid Superheroes X, that's episode 20, comes to mind. And who could forget when Barnum the Detective Dog teamed up with Cole, the race car driving cat? That was episode 36. But we've never had a crossover episode on quite the scale of the one you'll hear today when our kid superheroes and time-traveling teens assemble. And if you think today's is big, just wait till you hear what we have in store for episodes 48 and 50, where almost everyone you've come to know over the past year comes together in some way, shape, or form but that's still a couple weeks away. Let's focus on episode 46. Two tales of friendship this week. One short and simple and sweet. One quite long and action-packed. We begin with... A is for Alex. A 26-line poem. Each line... A corresponding letter of the alphabet at its core. Let's begin. A is for Alex, who lives in an apartment. B is for Bert, who stays next door. C is for conversations carried back and forth. By a dog, that's D, with a secret. Everyone, E knows that dogs can't talk. That's a fact, and fact starts with F. What's great with a G is that this dog is different. He, H, has a secret. I know it to be true. Oh, joy with a J. This dog can speak. Okay. Late L nights are no time for friends to be talking. Mom M would be very upset because night and night starts with N is no another N time for youngsters. But oh perhaps P they just can't 
help themselves. Quiet time in bed reminds Alex of the one thing she must tell her friend, and she whispers it to Sam. That's the dog. Tell him I love him. He's my very best friend in the world. And I'll see him first thing in the morning. Sam uttered a rough. There's a U in rough, you know. And hustled. There's a U in that, too. Next door. Very quickly. Bert replied, tell her she's the best. Would you? Would starts with the W. Would you, good dog? X-O-X-O means hugs and kisses. You, which starts with a Y. You see? And as Sam delivers the late night message, Z, which in this context stands for sleep. It's been a while since you've heard from our kid superheroes and our time-traveling teens. Wait no more. Kid superheroes. Dinos and Splendid. Kid superhero Buck Travers awoke in a strange place. What am I doing in a cave? His friends and fellow kid superheroes, Tracy Thompson and Mandy Magic, quieted him. Shh. Mandy continued, Don't let it hear you. A confused buck whispered, It? What? Before he could finish his short sentence, a giant eye filled the cave's opening. The angry yellow eye was surrounded by thick, wrinkled, grayish-green skin. It was fixed on the three kid superheroes. He found us, Tracy gasped. The creature roared a roar so tremendous it shook the cave's walls, and Buck literally bounced off its rocky surface. Is that a dinosaur? Buck questioned. Another roar filled the tiny hideaway, and the dinosaur began to beat its head against the cave opening, desperately trying to get to Tracy, Buck, and Mandy. Don't you remember Buck? Tracy asked. Buck was blank. He doesn't, Mandy added. He got hit on the head pretty hard. Tracy and Mandy caught Buck up. In short, Splendid had been overrun by dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? How did that happen? Buck was flabbergasted. Apparently, the time-traveling teens had hopped back to the Jurassic period again, and this time something came back with them. When they blasted back, Tracy began, Mandy finished. They accidentally blasted a bunch of dinosaurs back with them. Buck focused. I think I'm beginning to remember now. The last thing Buck recalled was being run over by a very confused Triceratops, but now the events of the day were coming back to him. Nobody had been able to round up the dinosaurs run amok, not the police or the National Guard. Nobody had been trained, as it turned out, in dinosaur retrieval 
and removal. That's when the kids' superheroes were called in to assist in an attempt to undo what the time-traveling teens from McFly Middle School had done. If we can get them to run straight at Ava and Elliot, Ava and Elliot were both 8th graders, and both convinced that they were in charge of the T4 group. T4 stands for those time-traveling teens. Then maybe we can blast them back to the right time period. Mandy formulated the plan, though Ava and Elliot were more than a bit nervous. Tracy got the attention of a large pack of velociraptors and used her super speed to dodge them as they tried to chase her down. She ran full force at Ava and Elliot, who both waited with the time hopper in hand. When the raptors were just a few feet away from sinking their sharp claws into our super smart 8th graders, Tracy swerved, Ava pushed a button, a light flashed, and Ava vanished, along with all the raptors. She returned unscathed a few seconds later to find Elliot hiding behind a nearby tree. Thanks for the help, a shaken Ava sarcastically yelped. Elliot defended himself. I was checking to make sure none of them had slipped by us. Over here, behind this tree, the raptors were indeed all gone. Still, other dinos remained. Mandy Magic was able to use her powers to hypnotize a large group of brontosauruses and stegosauruses long enough for the gutsy 7th grade time traveler's cat and Dana to spring onto the scene and instantly hop those dinosaurs back to their rightful time period. The best friends returned a minute later, thankfully unharmed. Nice job, girls, Mandy Magic winked at them and then disappeared, teleported to the side of Buck Travers. He was on the ground. What happened to him? Superhero kid Tracy Thompson was trying to wake an unconscious Buck he got run over by a Triceratops. Is it still near? Mandy began to look frantically for the creature. Tracy stopped her. No, the big guy's the only one left. She was referring to the T-Rex. Mandy interjected. Big guys, you mean. Tracy was surprised. There are two of them? Mandy answered. No, there are four. The town was now in full-blown panic mode and the roar of the Tyrannosauruses could be heard from far away. Mandy and Tracy decided to retreat long enough for Buck to heal and to formulate a plan. Neither was sure what had happened to those time-traveling teens, as they had lost track of them. Buck was now groggy, but slowly regaining his strength. Mandy knew a, a special magical charm, a healing charm, that had helped a bit. Stuck in a cave, Buck and Mandy and Tracy could do little to execute a plan they had hatched. As the T-Rexes had hunted them down, Buck's powers were weakened, and both Tracy and Mandy needed time to recharge as well. They had been working for several hours, after all. All four of the T-Rexes took turns clawing violently at the cave's opening, trying to get to the three kid superheroes inside. Robert picked a great week to go to the Great Wolf Lodge, Buck lamented. Robert Robertson was the fourth in their kid superhero quartet, a technological genius. 
who could make something out of nothing. Yeah, I hope he's enjoying those water slides. Tracy was clearly jealous. Maybe he's heard, Mandy encouraged. Maybe he'll come to help. And help couldn't come soon enough. The T-Rexes were pushing deeper into the cave, poking their strong heads in. Each time, rocks collapsing away and the caves opening, widening. The four T-Rexes took turns. They were yards away, then a few mere feet away, then inches. Buck motivated the team. We're just going to have to muster all of the superpower energy that we have left. Before Buck could finish his sentence, a Tyrannosaurus got to him. Buck's leg was caught in the T-Rex's mouth, and he was whipped clear out of the cave. Ouch! Help! Buck screamed as he flailed high into the air, one leg in a T-Rex mouth. Tracy flew from the cave onto the T-Rex's back. Mandy teleported there, but they were both quickly flung off and hard onto the ground below. Suddenly, in a flash of light, the dinos were all gone. So was Buck. Silence. Sheer silence. Mandy and Tracy waited. Nothing happened. Ava and Elliot soon showed, looking for their time-traveling friends, Cat and Dana. You all distracted the dinosaurs by hiding in that cave, Elliot said. Ava continued, it should have been us. We're older, more experienced. But Cat and Dana got here first and went ahead with the time hop. There was a long pause. And then Elliot added, they should have been back by now. The air was thick with worry uncertainty. Cars and crowds soon began to show up. The news station had set up temporary camp in the nearby Mega Mega Mart parking lot and were interviewing witnesses. Everyone was solemn, serious, sad. As the sun set a full hour later, and as some were about to give up hope, a flash of light filled the western end of the parking lot cat. It's cat, Ava yelled as she ran to the light. Dana is there too, Elliot added. Mandy and Tracy were on their way. With Tracy's super speed fully recharged and Mandy's teleporting, they were able to best Elliot and Ava's sprint. They all saw cat and Dana. Buck Travers was there too, limping and smiling. Don't worry, I'm okay. Cat and Dana and Buck told a harrowing tale of their adventure, how they had blasted the T-Rexes back to the Jurassic period. The shock of the gigantic time hop caused Buck's captor to drop him. He was not safe, however, as he and Cat and Dana were all three being chased by a large group of angry dinos. Buck had been able to use his super strength to hoist Cat and Dana on his back. His super speed leapt him, them, just out of the dino's reach. Cat was able to drop the time hopper needed to get them back home. After a quick retreat and retrieval, Dana found the lost hopper. The three splendid youth were surrounded by the T-Rexes, 
about to meet their doom. When finally, Dana saved the day and blasted them back to 2019, the kids' superheroes were celebrated again for saving the day. The time-traveling teens had their time-hopping privileges revoked. And the McFly Middle School Science Club was unfortunately shut down. You can't really blame their principal, Principal Cooper, who had once been accidentally blasted back to the medieval times by Cat, Dana, Ava, and Elliot. Principal Cooper's last straw had indeed been broken. Principal Cooper rounded up all the time-traveling devices and related materials and put them away in a safe place where nobody will ever find them, where no one will be tempted to use them irresponsibly again. All that time-traveling paraphernalia is hidden on a shelf deep inside my mystery lab. And I can assure you, the time-traveling teen's technology is completely safe with me. Don't you think? That's all for this week, listeners. I hope you enjoyed our tale. It's a big week, big episode this week. A lot's been going on in Splendid. We'll be back next week. Our kid detectives return and I'll introduce you to Luke, who lives inside a house made completely of cucumbers. Until then, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful week, listeners. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a Pez dispenser. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.